Hello everyone and welcome to episode 123 of Two Left Thumbs, your weekly gaming podcast that stays up all night to get lucky. I'm your host, Deft Puppies, and joining me this week, if I have my notes correct, appears to be the father of the law of buoyancy, it's Archimedes. How you doing, man? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Doing great. I mean, it's exciting times for gamers. Um, so how can I not be great yeah? with E3 around the corner? And I'm invited here on the show. I'm so happy to talk gaming with you. Um, yeah, looking forward to do it, to this show. That's good. Um, I'm glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to coming on. It was um, short notice and fast, but it was um, managed to arrange it pretty quickly, which is good. Uh, so yeah, um, for, for those for those who are playing at home, um, we'll get back to your point about E3 in a minute because I think we have, we could have a bit yeah. to discuss there. Um, who are you and, and what do you do? Well, I'm a German content creator. I started um, my YouTube journey about yeah a year and three months ago or so. Um, Basically, when when the pandemic hit, <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I had to <laughs> had to take a couple of weeks off, and um, it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, I've been on several gaming podcasts over the years. Um, been a permanent member on the Xbox Factor podcast by Mr. Boomstick, and yeah, at that time, um, a lot of people encouraged me to just start your own YouTube channel. You have such a strong opinion about gaming and a lot of people encouraged me. And yeah, so I decided when the pandemic hit, let's give this a try and see how this video editing works and um, just just give it a try. And I never thought that this channel can actually become a thing. But um, ever since I've, I've grown a lot, have received a lot of fantastic community feedback. Um, and yeah, uh, it's it's just been an awesome ride, um, and yeah, I I can't wait to see where the future goes with this channel. That's pretty cool. So, so, so something beautiful born out of the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. We have we have Archimedes and this <laughs> wonderful channel. Um, so you're 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 from Germany, and you're German, obviously, as you as you stated. Yeah. What uh what led you into doing uh like an English speaking focused channel? Was that something you always had in mind, or? Was it just kind of more beneficial um, for for growth and stuff? Yeah, when when I started, I was thinking a lot about this. Obviously, it's it's a lot easier to do a, a YouTube channel in your native language, um, uh, and that would be German. But then, on the other hand, if you do a German channel, um, you limit yourself a lot to. Um, well, basically Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, yeah? <laughs> the, the only countries where, where people speak German. Um, and the thing was that I was already having a fantastic community on Twitter. Um, I had like, I don't know, two and a half thousand, maybe a little bit more uh, followers on Twitter at the time. I was known in, uh, in uh, through several gaming podcasts that I have been on um, in the community as the German uh, <laughs> video game enthusiast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so actually that that was then uh, the decision. Um, do I limit myself um, to, to a German audience or do I want to um, connect with gamers from around the world? And to be honest, um, the decision was then pretty easy because I think that's that's one of the beautiful things about gaming and this gaming community on social media um, that I met really people from all 
over the world. I play on a regular basis with a buddy of mine from Australia um, oh, yeah, that, that I've go. met online, uh, Deep Black Raymond. Yeah, um, we chat a lot. I have a friend made friends with people from South America, from Brazil and Mexico. Yeah, obviously from the US, from India, uh, from the Netherlands, um, from Por uh, Spain and Portugal. Um, I met so many awesome people and I didn't want to exclude them from my channel. And so I decided to do it in English. It's a, it's a universal language. And and this is what this, this gaming is for me all about. It's community. It's bringing people together, no matter where they're from. Um, and and that's just yeah the the reason why i decided to do it then in english that's really cool well um yeah that's awesome I, I think that's one of the one of the benefits of online gaming is um finding those communities that are you know absolutely worldwide you can meet some really interesting people from from really interesting countries and absolutely and l learn a lot um just through kind of meeting all those different people as well which is always fantastic uh what what got you what got you started into games originally Oh, uh, then we have let's, to go let's, go. let's go way, way back. back. <laughs> way back. <laughs> um, well, I, I started with the original Game Boy. Uh, that was my first own console that I got to Christmas. Um, my father had an Atari, um, but, well, he was very protective of it. Let's call it that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. My brother and I, we were only allowed to play when he was standing right next to us and watching what we are playing <laughs> and that we don't damage anything and, and so on. So, um, so the Atari was obviously then my first gaming experience. But I, I always say I started out with the OG Game Boy that was my <laughs> first own console. And it was really, really um, soon afterwards that... Um, my brother and I, we got uh, the NES then, and ever since, yeah, I've been hooked to video games. Um, I then it was always funny that then when when the Super Nintendo came out, my brother got uh, the, the Sega system and the Mega Drive at the time, and then um, yeah, we 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 were always a multi-console household, yeah, <laughs> and then. <laughs> From there on on out, I had basically every every video game console that was released and handheld. Um, um, probably I I'm missing now one or two of the very special spe Japanese consoles that were out at the time, but I can't think of any a console that I didn't have. I had all the Sega systems. I had the Playstations later, of course, uh, the Nintendo consoles and handhelds, the and then the Xbox um, uh, consoles of so. Yeah, but that's what got me into gaming, the OG Game Boy. Yeah. OG Game such Boy. A fantastic what, what, what games were you playing there? Oh, I, I remember, of course, playing a lot of Tetris, Super Mario Land. But I think that the, the game that, that really hooked me back in the time, I was like, how old was I? Like nine or ten, was um, Link's Awakening um, on, on the OG Game Boy. Um, the, the games were kind of gimmicky at, at, the, at the time, you know, Tetris yeah. and Super Mario, and you couldn't save. There there wasn't really that... They were fun, but with Link's Awakening, you had that sense, okay, there 
a, a video game game can actually create a world that you can immerse yourself in. And then um, when obviously when the when the Super Nintendo came out, that was uh, that that entire thing was taken to a completely other level with games like Secret of Mana and and of course uh, the Final Fantasy games and and the Zelda Zelda Link to the Past and so on. Um, yeah, that that just was so fantastic for a kid um, to to have that world that you could is escape in and and ever since uh, that's probably the main reason why I play video games um, to to just dive into another world um, and yeah I, I think I think that is that is uh, what I what made me the gamer and those are the games that really defined the that early days yeah um games like of course uh, Link's Awakening and and Super Mario on the, on the Game Boy um but then of course on the NES and Su and Super Nintendo later games like um Secret of Evermore one of my all-time favorites um yeah Secret I of Mana I've heard of that one Evermore Really Oh, yeah. this wasn't have you heard of Secret of Mana? You're familiar I've heard, with I've heard of Secrets of Mana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um it was a very similar formula, but it was done by a Western um development studio. I'm blanking on it on the name right now. Um it was such an amazing game. You were playing a, a kid that that woke up um and a mad scientist pulled him into a different universe and you landed in that universe with uh, your dog as your companion, and uh, then you 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 had to fight your way back. And this was a an RPG, a fantastic, fantastic game. I play it to this day once a year. Um, it's one of my all time favorites. Oh really? Yeah, I, I've I've noticed yeah. people have 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 that game where it's like you go back and you play it like every every twelve months, every couple of years. You go back and relive that experience. That's really cool that it's such a, like a, an OG game for you as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like. I think. For yeah, me, I do um, that usually around was... the Christmas break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, at the Christmas break, you can always uh, say Archimedes plays uh, Secret of Evermore and Kotor <laughs> every year. <laughs> Both games I have not played, so there you go. I, I never got into Kotor. Ooh. Um, not not really? through any, not through any like not wanting to play the game, just lack of opportunity to until like much much later i just haven't got into it yet i thought like when i when that was kind of out and about i was i was trying to be cool and not play video games uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, oh i remember these days and, yeah <laughs> yeah just absolutely in denial about who i was as a person um but uh yeah so i missed out on kotor which is um it's unfortunate i'm hoping i'm hoping because there has been rumors of a, of a remake um of the last that'd be awesome six yeah. months or so um might make me dive back into it much like uh, mass effect has recently i um started playing that uh on release the um, remastered version and it's been a lot of fun i mean game's janky a bit janky because it's old but it's been a oh, lot yes. a lot of fun have you been you've been yeah. playing mass effect at all yes yes uh i played it uh, i finished the entire trilogy like i don't know three or four times uh, back in the days yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah of course i got the legendary edition and i'm loving it um, i'm already in in mass effect 3 now probably two oh, wow. thirds already done on in mass effect 3 uh, mass effect 2 is still my favorite was a fantastic uh, remaster to be honest um like you say obviously you can tell it's not a remake some of the mechanics 
can feel a little bit dated and especially when you look at the facial animations and stuff you can tell it's dated but they still did such a fantastic job it runs perfectly at 60 fps and um they did a lot with the lighting and the lens flare effects and um yeah the story is just superb i mean come on um how how can you not love Mass Effect? This is it's just such an amazing game. <laughs> it's um it's interesting because when I when I first my first experience with Mass Effect, I didn't like it. Um, this was back when it originally released. Uh, I blinked it off mm -hmm. a mate of mine. I was like, you know what, I'm I'm not feeling this. Um, and and so I, I I didn't play it. And now that like later on that I've I've gotten a lot more into RPGs. Um, going back to it now, it's um it's been it's been great. The story's fantastic. Um. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, some of those characters in there. I'm still getting through Mass Effect One at the moment. Um, I'm about three okay. quarters the way through, but um, been having having a lot, a lot of fun with it, which has been great. Awesome! You're gonna love Mass Effect Two. Um, yeah, Mass Effect One is is still has a some some different mechanics than Mass Effect Two and Three, um, and you can really tell that there is a is a jump in in. Um, the how do you say the sophisticated um it, it's it's a lot more the, the gameplay mechanics are a lot more sophisticated in mass effect 2 yeah so you're gonna yeah. love it yeah I've, I've noticed some i've noticed some of the um the gameplay mechanics in one can be a little bit um a little bit outdated. how are you going sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why even though they happening? polished them <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like with the cover system and everything, um, you just sometimes want to throw your controller at the screen. But it, they improved it a lot and when compared to the original release, but uh, still you can tell the mechanics are a little bit outdated. But then um, Mass Effect 1 is a better RPG than Mass Effect 2 and 3, yeah? Um, oh, really? They dial down a lot, yeah, they dial, dial down a lot of the RPG mechanics um, in 2 and 3, so... Oh no, yeah, I like the RPG mechanics though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's part. still an RPG. Yeah, it's still an RPG, but not as not as um um how do you say as deep as uh, as Mass Effect 1, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I'll see how we go. I'll keep playing through it. Um so have you been playing anything else recently? Yeah, well, uh, Mass Effect has consumed me a lot. <laughs> right before uh, Mass Effect, <laughs> or no, in between Mass Effect two and three, I finished the uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC, the uh, Wrath of the Druids DLC. Oh, how was um, that? I, um, I stopped playing oh, Valhalla after about three quarters of the way through because I got bored with the the mission structure. I had to take a break, and I haven't been back yet. Um, sitting okay. there, staring at me from my from my hard drive, judging me. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you should finish it. It is a really interesting uh, ending that they uh, put out there with Valhalla. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, well, if you like the base game, you're gonna like the the DLC. It's a, it's a great continuation of the of the main game. You, it, it plays in Ireland. Um, it but the mechanics and everything are more or less the same, like in the base game. But it's a it's a fun storyline. It's a good storyline um, that they. Um, brought up with the DLC um, and yeah well the landscape is beautiful in Ireland yeah they introduced things like rainbows and cool weather effects uh, well because it's always raining in Ireland <laughs> and 
Yeah, um, so if you like the, the main game, it's definitely worth to check out the, the, the DLC. If you say the main game got a little bit too repetitive for me or I was bored halfway through, I've heard that many times and I can understand why, um, yeah. then yeah, don't bother with the DLC because it's just more of the main game. Um, I was totally hooked with the main game, but it's just my cup of tea. The Assassin's Creed games um, are just my thing, so yeah. Yeah, I think I I I've I've really enjoyed past games like um Odyssey. I absolutely loved. It was fantastic. Um, I put something like 160 hours into that game, and but still haven't finished it yet. Yeah. I've still got a few side quests and DLC <laughs> stuff to go. Um, yeah, I don't, the Valhalla. I just I, I think it got to the point where it was like the the whole go talk to the person and then go help them do three things and then come back and talk to the person and move on to the next area. That kind of started to get a bit grating for yeah. me. Um, I'm glad that you've enjoyed it though, man. That's really, really cool. I've um, I'll hopefully one day we'll get back to it. Um, Cause I do want to finish <laughs> it. I, 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 I do enjoy the stories that the Assassin's Creed games tell. Um, I think they're fantastic. Um, so hopefully yeah. I, can, I can, I can, I can drag myself back in there and get it done. Um, We'll see how I feel about the DLC at a later date, but yeah, um, definitely hoping to get yeah. back into it eventually. Definitely, um, I, well, I thought the ending was amazing um, in Valhalla, um, but so yeah, I hope you can get back at some point. But sometimes it's hard if you leave a game um, and then to come back to finish it because I usually forget all forget all the mechanics and the, the controls and that's everything. Part of and the then fun. It, you spend twenty minutes figuring out what you're doing. You're like, um, what is this button doing? Really? Again? And then you're like, <laughs> you're like, you, you end up just like spending most of your time back in the mapping menu, just going, all right. Yeah. Yeah. How does this work again? <laughs> it's like playing the game with you all over again, man. You get to experience. Yeah, all but the, without all the, the tutorials games. that are so convenient. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the challenge. Yeah. I, th I think. Yeah, oh, indeed, that, indeed. That, that reminds me. I was um, I'd almost forgotten that I've been playing through Valhalla using shields only. It was the whole mm -hmm. thing I was doing. I think that might be part of my issue. Oh. But I'm, I'm, I'm succeeding so far. It, it's been doing all right. Um, it, it's a lot more rolling around than, than, than most of the other gameplay styles. Like it's it's very it, it's become very Dark Souls in that sense. Where I'm just like constantly rolling, constantly rolling, constantly dying, coming back. Um, it's, it's it's been fun. treat it's yourself been with an axe. It, it makes the game a lot easier. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the bows and I'm like, all right, this this could make life so much easier, but apparently, apparently, I hate myself. So, causing pain it is, because the second I found <laughs> out you could dual wield shields, I'm like, there is no other thing I'm doing but dual wielding shields. I can't not because it's just hilarious, and um, they're, they're surprisingly viable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they are. Uh it's it's it, it was kind of shocking. I'm like, this is this is gonna get me like five minutes in, and I'll be like, yeah, this isn't physically possible. I'll get to a boss and I'll get stuck. But turns out they're actually somewhat decent. And if you have two, you can like put yourself in a little in a little bubble between them, and you're practically invulnerable because both the shield damages stack. So you can just like mm -hmm. hide in your little bubble while they're trying to attack you. It's hilarious. 
Yeah, and I mean that I I haven't tried it like you did, but now that you mention it, uh, I mean there are a lot of perks in the in the skill tree that you can use to to enhance the damage you can deal with um with your shields. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting playstyle. First time I'm hearing it. <laughs> um, yeah, first you came on double shields. We're doing it. Let's go. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's made life difficult for me at, at certain points, but um. Getting there slowly. Yeah. This, but I think if you've played through, you've played through the Asgard section. Yeah. That um that 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 boss in that one nearly killed me. That is that is tough without a bow. Yeah. I wasn't only able to be with a bow. I had to adapt some interesting interesting playstyles to that one. And, um, it took me a few hours to beat, but I got there. So it was. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I rage quit that awesome. so many times. Yeah, um, so we, we spoke. So, what have you been playing? Me, just Mass Effect. Yeah. I don't have time for anything else but Mass yeah, Effect at the Mass moment. Effect. Yeah, um, I, I, I finished the Reader Boy recently. Oh, well, not finished. Mm -hmm. I'm almost finished it. Um, about three quarters of the way through. I, I tend to do that. Um, but it's a fantastic game. I, I love that game so much. It's um. I first heard about it um, with the guys over at um, Controls and Coffee. Um, they were they were both playing at Cat and Direct, and um, I was like, I have to check this game out, and it is just the best thing. It's so it's the, the retro feel, and just how the game's presented, and, and the mechanics and stuff. It's just so much fun. Um, absolutely fantastic game for those who are um, awesome. looking to play it. I would absolutely recommend it. Yeah, just so much fun there's just so much like 80s and cool cool soundtracks and it's just yeah the whole <laughs> aesthetic is just beautiful and i love it um but yeah that and that and mass effect have been consuming me lately uh, a little yeah. bit of apex every now Both and again it's kind of my, my 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 junk food game where i just sit down and, and bust out a couple of rounds and have a bit of fun something i can play with my wife as well which is which is always good um you know it's it's nice we get to play games again it's been a while um since we've been able to like had a game that we've both been interested in um enough to play together so it's um it's been good having having a little bit of bonding awesome. time there which is which is which is nice yeah so we we spoke about um what's coming up this year or you spoke about it briefly um the free and all the announcements that are coming up over the last recent weeks how, how how excited are we like what are we what are we looking forward to yeah i'm i'm super excited um but i always try to temper my expectations because uh, obviously that's a smart thing to do uh yeah, just temper your expectations a little bit and then yeah, better so get easy. surprised you, you than disappointed don't get excited at all you just go no this is fine and i, I tell yeah. myself i'm gonna do this every year and every yeah. year I let myself down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, come on, it's part of the fun. It's it's getting excited. Like my kids on Christmas uh, Eve, yeah. Uh, this is just, this is my Christmas Eve, E3 time. Um, I just love it. I love the excitement in the air, in the community. When I go to Twitter, I um, I, I see a lot of people being pumped. Um, I like to speculate what will be announced by the all the publishers um and and then afterwards discussing everything and uh, even if you sometimes get disappointed with one or the other show um it's still just 
pure fun. I'm super pumped. And this year is a particularly interesting for me uh, because for mainly two reasons. Um, the first is we didn't have an E3 last year. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm super pumped and that, that all these publishers come together again and we get it in a, we, we have that gaming week again. Yeah. Where we get announcement yeah. after announcement. That's just awesome. Uh, I, I just prefer that, uh, rather than the spread out over the entire year thing. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is the generation has been the new generation has begun. Um, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series consoles are out. Um, it's they they are out for what now six seven months. Um, and if you think, and I know that there are still a lot of shortages around the globe with the consoles, uh, but still um, we know at least from from the PlayStation that they have sold more consoles than the PS4 in the same time, and even that's even though they have have shortage in delivery right now and we also know that the series consoles are super success even though we don't have proper numbers we know they are success and it's just exciting that uh, a lot of gamers are out there and adopting into the generation early and that means that both Sony and Microsoft will start to fight for our wallets in the, in that upcoming holiday season and i want to want to see what they bring to the table what 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 kind of announcements do they have to to win customers over? They have already won me over. I have both of them in my home, but you know what I mean. Bastard! Um, I I mean I haven't tried to get a new console yet. I, I looked at like the people like racing to get them. Like, you know, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait. Like because I I primarily at the moment play on um on PC. Uh, I have a, a PS4, yeah. a Switch, and a, and a Xbox One S as well um just for like kind of my couch gaming stuff um but a lot of my like my, my general kind of play ends up being on pc um so i wasn't i wasn't in a huge rush especially with the way that microsoft are structuring their the current like the way they're, they're they're structuring their infrastructure um with gaming yeah. how they're kind of pushing everything to everywhere um which is which is great because it means i don't have to i don't have to stress about new consoles yet but when i'm when yeah. i'm ready to upgrade they'll i know they'll kind of be there um which is which is good um absolutely um, yeah. choice is always fantastic choice is always um, good yeah absolutely um yeah so, so our e3 is kind of it's already started almost like we've had we've had a couple of yeah. big announcements in like the last couple of days oh announcements yeah. more reveals I, I should say um so we had um horizon zero dawn forbidden west we got like a, a full gameplay view of that and it looks yeah amazing i was not expecting it, it to does. look that good i was like wow um Hopefully this translates well um, to every the other consoles because there's always like that little, that little bit of an upgrade that they kind of <laughs> they polish over to make it look extra good. Um, so it'd be interesting yeah. to see how it performs on the consoles itself, but it looks phenomenal. It does. It absolutely does. Um, I mean, the first game was a, was drop that gorgeous. Um, it was probably my favorite playstation exclusive of last generation i i just was so surprised by that game when it came out not just by how it looked but also how they really managed to pull off an awesome story i was i was usually in these kind of games i'm i'm doing all the side stuff um and, and totally forget about the main story and when i have nothing left to do then i continue with the main story but with that game 
um, I was so immersed in the main story and I just wanted to know how, how it turns out, what, what is the background, what, why, why are things like they are? I don't want to spoil anything, but um, so this was really a surprise to me. And then when they announced that Horizon Forbidden West is coming in the launch window, or I was so super pumped. That was probably my main reason why I pre-ordered the PS5. And um, yeah, now we've seen the gameplay. I love it. Um, the 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 vibrant colors the lush forests and environments um absolutely awesome um i love the the lighting effects it looks beautiful um yeah and the gameplay it's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of fun i don't i don't understand the hate that you can see around twitter about the looks of aloy she looks awesome um uh, like a badass ridiculous thing i'm like Uh, I, I, i i rolled up on the twitter and i'm like what the hell am I looking at? What? Why is this a thing? <laughs> yeah. What is? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny that, that really, um, it it kind of feels like people are trying just to to find something to to complain about, um, rather than just uh, embrace the the awesome game that has been revealed. Yeah, um, and if you, I mean. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to criticize if you don't like something, but this is just so ridiculous conversations, yeah? Um, yeah, it's just people being petty for the sake of being petty, and it's 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 infuriating to see people's views like that. And I think this this speaks for just the way the world works, um, that people's views like that get shared around because people get upset with it and they just they get the attention from it i think that upsets me the most is like they're just giving the attention these people wanted to 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 get to start with um so basically fueling the fire for them and it's 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 i don't i'd I'd rather i mean it spawned a lot of um aloy fan art for the day through twitter (laughs) which was fantastic um but um yeah yeah the internet's going to be the internet, I guess, and people are going to be people. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice if you we just like quietly ignored people like that and just all right, on your way. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because, like you said, I mean, the game looks phenomenal. Um, yeah. Um, of course, the, the, there will be the question: How does it look on on um, on the on the PS4, yeah, we haven't seen that yet. Um, obviously, that was PS5 and very polished PS5 footage. Um, yeah, yeah. Was it, was it coming to PS4? I thought it was going to be one of the yes. one of the PS5 exclusives. Oh no, it's that it's coming to PS4 it. as well. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. But I played. Um, I started playing um, Horizon Zero Dawn on PC when it came out because I, I bought it on PlayStation. I was like, all right, cool. And they announced PC. I'm like. You know what? I might just like wait for that. So I returned my PS4 copy and I got the play uh, the the PC port. Um, unfortunately, fantastic. Sixty FPS. That must be awesome. No, it's not. They, the the port wasn't amazing. Um, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh. They've done a lot of work to it since. I, I might. I, now that I'm, I'm I'm about halfway through that as well. 
Um, I, I that's you, you you notice a theme with me. I'm like halfway through a lot of things. I'm very scatterbrained. Like, oh, I need to play this. Oh, I need to play this. And then, oh, I need to play this. And then I just my backlog is just unfinished games of shame that I'll eventually get back to. But um, yeah, they they were having some uh, they were having you. performance <laughs> issues with with the PC version. Um, so I've just been kind of waiting for it to be fixed. I've got to try and dip back in at some point and have another look at it because it it is a, a gorgeous world. And I didn't want to. Yes, it is. And the story is absolutely myself. fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great story. Um, I can't wait to get back into it. I was just kind of, I'm just starting to discover, you know, why things were the way they were when I want to stop playing. And um, I, I do really, really, really want to get back to it. Um, maybe once I finish Mass Effect One, I might, I might dip my toes back in and see, see how it's running, see if I can get through it. Yeah. But um, yeah. We had um. What else we have? We have Far Cry, Far Cry Six. I haven't watched the the oh, gameplay yeah. for this one yet. Have you? Yeah, uh, of course I had a few edits. It's awesome. Ah, oh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm getting Far Cry three and four wipes again because I wasn't the biggest fan of of five. To be honest, um, oh, really? What was it? About yeah. Five? What was it about five? Because I loved five. Five was great. <laughs> There, there were multiple things, to be honest. I didn't like the setting, that hillbilly America wasn't just my thing. But then what I, I know that Ubisoft tried to to avoid some of their main pillars of the Ubisoft formula. Yeah, like yeah. they got rid of the towers. And then um, if you were not able to find that damn map for your certain region you didn't just have the map and then you had to either look up on the internet some uh, where you can find the damn map for that particular um, region or otherwise you were just screwed and i was so annoyed by stuff like that and they got rid of the uh, looting and crafting mechanics yeah um then there were some really tiresome um some um uh quests like i remember i, I don't know what it, it was called but I, I remember i was hiding in a bush for like 15 minutes and watching a street uh for a certain car to drive by and then you had like one chance to shoot that car and if it it it, it was gone you had to wait like five to ten minutes in real mm -hmm. time to, till it came back again and and stuff like that i was so it, it was, was that, one was of the a, very was that a main mission yeah, that was the main mission. I think I think it, 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 it's like up up above the church, right? Or a church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I remember it that was, one. Yeah, I don't remember. I, don't yeah, remember I was so annoyed by that. <laughs> yeah, it, it took me like forever to, to finish that quest and stuff like that. Really took me off. It's usually it, because you said you have a lot of unfinished games. I I don't have them. Um, I when I play a game longer than two hours, I usually finish it. Uh, yeah. And Far Cry 5 is one of these rare exceptions because after two hours I can tell that game is for me or no, I'm wasting my time. Um, but with Far Cry, I stopped playing like after, I don't know, 15 hours maybe, 10, 15, something like that. And it's, it's one of those rare instances where I didn't finish a game that I played longer than two hours. Uh, but it wasn't just for me. It, it, it wasn't my type of game. That's fair. I see. I, 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 was, I was very much opposite to use all the city. I love the city. I thought it was great. It was a it was a really interesting interesting look at the, 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 the it was almost um very very parody worthy of the, the, the like they said the, the hillbilly kind of set America. Um I love some of the gags and stuff that they had in there. Um to be honest though, once I got the bear as a as a companion, 
that was me set. Um, I just <laughs> bearing a shotgun and I just rolled around the country blowing shit up. And I, I think that's what I love about those Far Cry games as well. Because um, I always ha- always have loved them. Um, three and four and five are all all great. I've I've played them through. Yeah. They've always been fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, three just... and four are absolutely awesome. I, there's this zero doubt. Um, I love them. And and that's why I'm so happy to see that that I kind of got more Far Cry 3, 4 vibes from from that trailer than Far Cry 5. And it looks dropped that gorgeous. Um, there's some really cool stuff going on. I've seen a lot of complaints about, oh, that game looks like a typical cross-gen game. Um uh, well, watch the trailer again in 4K, not in that crappy 1080p um, stream. <laughs> YouTube, yeah, YouTube, watch it. YouTube and streaming, like they ruin everything, right? Because like yeah. you look at it, it's oh, it looks like shit. But it's it, it's it's yeah. just it's just YouTube and YouTube. Cause, I mean, I mean, as as, as someone who who um who produces content on YouTube, I, I'm sure you have this trouble as well. Um, is getting getting the quality because it does get compressed quite a bit, correct? Yeah, it, it does. Uh, absolutely. There's always a night and difference when I watch my videos where they come out of the renderer <laughs> natively <laughs> and then I upload to YouTube and, and usually I watch them once again to, just to check if everything is, is right and no glitches or bugs in there. And then, yeah, you're always surprised by how big the compression actually is. And that, yeah, of course gets a little bit reduced if you at least um, have a 4K image. Yeah, it's, it's still a compressed one, but yeah. then it's at least in the ballpark in the same same region where the original image is. And yeah, I don't understand it because I remember like 2017 and 18 when the enhanced consoles were introduced, we had all those awesome looking 4k 60 streams on our consoles i remember the press conference where the xbox series uh, xbox one x was introduced from microsoft yeah crispy sharp image in that stream there was no need to re-watch everything again it was awesome and suddenly now we are back like in the stone age with these 1080p 30 fps streams um and i don't know why why no one tries to figure out a solution for that i mean companies like sony microsoft they or even ubisoft or ea they they have other resources than we little uh, content creators do so just figure a way out and if you don't figure a way out i don't know why they don't do these kind of shows as instant premieres are they called in on on youtube because those are allow 4k streams uh well it's not a stream per se it's more a okay uh, yeah a, a premiering of a video but it it because the, I've, I've heard the uh, the argument a lot that people say well well then people start if they just release the video then people start to skip to the good parts yeah, and spoil everything i mean yeah i don't know about a 60 or 90 minute show that you cannot really spoil that much during that time when it premiers but these premiers would would yeah solve the problem because people can skip ahead during the premiere so i don't get it why we always see those crappy streams the only reason explanation i can uh, think of is because they don't want to rely just on youtube because they always stream again as well on twitch and facebook and and and, uh, twitter and stuff like that and all these streaming services do not allow for 4k streaming yeah so they would give an advantage to youtube but then 
come on it's people I mean, the, the you only there. have yeah you only have one chance for the first impression yeah and how many yeah. gamers out there watch e3 and watch the stuff a second time later in 4k 60 that's probably like what five to ten percent maximum maximum and um, these are the hardcore gamers like us yeah they they rewatch everything yeah, yeah. But, their average viewer, the regular guy, he doesn't rewatch everything. And so you have only one chance and you should present it in the best way possible. Yeah, that's it. I mean, being 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 from Australia, um and having time zones to fight with, a lot of the time I'm finding myself waking up to the four K one being released. So I'm just like I just roll out of bed. I'm like, all right, what are we watching here today? <laughs> yeah. Unless I like unless See? I stay up for like an announcement. Like it's like so like, you know, um I've 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 been up for a few of the few of the, the, the conferences in previous years, especially um back when this uh podcast was covering um gaming news a lot more heavily. Um I, I think the last A3 that was actually a thing, I was up all night just like writing notes like in the middle of the night to like four or five in the morning and then like going to bed for a couple of hours and going to work. So I'm 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 grateful <laughs> I haven't had to do that this year. I can just kind of enjoy it at my own pace. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's always, yeah. it's always it's it's always it's always a busy time for, for both for both gamers and and content creators alike. There's a, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of hustle going on. And I imagine I imagine you'll be um you'll be covering quite a bit of it this year around as oh, well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I it's it's a funny that you mentioned that. I just uh, before we started the podcast here, uh, I I showed my wife my schedule for next week. Yeah, well. Uh, it basically starts um, on Tuesday. I'm guesting here on that podcast. On Wednesday, I'm doing this and that podcast. And then on Thursday, I do a live show where the Jeff Keighley event is taking place yeah, with live reaction and, and um, of course, discuss discussion afterwards. Then on Friday, another podcast. Saturday, <laughs> two podcasts. And this is my schedule for the next week. So uh, it's busy times. <laughs> and in between the, all those shows, you have I, I have to find slots where I... Um, yeah, I'm going to make the actual content for my for my <laughs> channel. So it's going, it's it's a, it's crazy times, but I'm so looking forward to it. Um, how does how do, yeah. how how, do, how does the missus feel about it? Um, <laughs> she she knew about it. I told her there's one week in the year, and that's the E3 week, and that's where you will have to take the kids to bed, and <laughs> and I'm busy. <laughs> I'm just gonna be here in the office. It's fine. Just but they'll, they'll remember. I'm only gonna be gone like a week. It's like I'm I'm going away, but just not really. I'm here. I swear. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm just. <laughs> The kids will love me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Dad? Yeah, I mean, um, if it's getting too much, I will have to skip one or two of those um, podcasts. But yeah, it's basically um, content creating every day um, over the next week. And yeah, I'm, I'm so pumped for, for all the announcements that are, are coming and to, to discuss everything and being able to do that. And people actually want to listen to to the stuff you have to say about uh, these shows and and the announcements, this is this is the biggest reward of it all that you are actually able to do that. Um, it's, it's just awesome. No, that's really cool. It's it's so interesting seeing someone come out of um, come out of COVID um, with a with a whole new whole new gig going on, especially with content creation. I mean, I've, I think we've seen. A lot of it, but um, you've been going really strong. It's really, really good to see um how into it you are, um, 
And um, so this will be your channel's first proper E3 kind of coverage, yeah? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, because, well, of course, I covered all the events last week, uh, last year, uh, but um, yeah, we had no E3. It was these um, streams and uh, shows that were scattered out across the year. So having that condensed now in one week is the first time for me as a content creator. Oh, with my nice. own channel i've i've covered e3s before when yeah. when i was just guesting as uh, as a guest in in gaming podcasts but yeah ever since the channel existed this is the first e3 oh man you 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 are in for a wild ride it's going to be it's going to be a lot of pain a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> i that's what a lot of people told me so i'll try to be prepared yeah yeah it's um I'll I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to catch up with you post E three and see how how you're surviving. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we will definitely and... have to have a chat about that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it before and after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna be this before E three. This is him afterwards. He's in a corner crying. <laughs> 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 I don't want him anymore. Uh, no, it's um, yeah. it's 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 always fun. I mean, yeah, E3 is great. Uh, it it can it can be a lot of exciting announcements, or it can be super disappointing, which is always interesting to talk about sure. as well. Because you know, you know, if you if you're excited for something and it doesn't work out the way that you thought it would, um, there can be some interesting perspectives to have there and some good discussions there as well. Indeed, indeed. I mean, um. It can go either way, yeah, um, with all the big announcements, I guess. Probably the, the thing that most people are looking forward to is obviously the Xbox press conference. Um, yeah, I still find it strange that Sony doesn't have their own um, show. I mean, it, it must not be under the umbrella of E3, yeah, because we have the Summer Games um, Fest from Jeff Keighley going on. They could also do a show under this umbrella. Um, so I get why they announced Horizon uh, this uh, this week, yeah, because then they have a dedicated focus on that game now, and yeah, it's not I getting think... crushed in the wave of all the other announcements, yeah. Yeah. I so think, um, yeah, I think Sony. I think that's Sony's approach. Um, I because I, I was I was discussing this um earlier on in the week where I think I think they're gonna like they'll they'll do stuff before and after but they'll try and so that way the, the main focus is on them because like uh, another thing yeah. with with E3 is there is so much information coming out that a lot of it can kind of get lost for the average person yeah. who's 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 watching you know like you know, there's, there's people like us who are kind of consuming everything at once and understanding what's going on but there are a lot of people out there that's like, oh there's so much information and they, they might miss something yeah. which is um again where um, fantastic informative YouTube channels come in handy um, but yeah it, it, a lot of it can be lost in translation I think Sony's kind of banking on alright well if we separate our stuff entirely we can get more of a focus on it and really drive the drive the hype train towards our stuff um, without yeah. having to compete with anything else so yeah I was, I was surprised we got the um, Horizon Zero Dawn announcement this week I thought they would have saved that for for, for post right after three. yeah yeah but... I, that's what i was thinking as well so how can they gain some some mind share in the new spec um and that's why i was uh, always saying yeah they probably uh, show that game right after e3 yeah yeah if, if, they're, if they're dropping that now what do you think they're going to be starting with afterwards because i mean they're obviously going to have to kind of 
bring it back after like post E3 kind yeah. of couple of weeks. Um, what do you what do you th- what do you think they'll, they'll they'll bring to the table? I I bet they will announce right after their own e- event that will then probably be in July, maybe even August. I'm not sure, but I I bet we will get a, a an announcement for their big um, uh, summer event. Um, to, to gain at least some of the mind share back and yeah then um yeah I, I still think some somewhere in in July because in August we will already get the Gamescom uh event. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah probably in July they will have then their their own big show. Um we know EA is having another show in July. Um maybe it's it's somewhere close to them because we know usually they have the FIFA and Madden um, uh, marketing rights um, They or at least they had them over the last year so it would just make sense to be close to, to the EA thing and then include those marketing deals as well in, into your show something like that um, yeah it's, it's definitely something I can consider but yeah the thing is, really, we have two heavy hitters coming. Of course, um, everyone is hoping Microsoft is bringing their A game. Um, remains to be seen, but everyone yeah, is hoping that. And they've been they've been a, a little bit lackluster. Not little, not lackluster, but they've been a little bit behind Sony as far as yeah big hitting exclusives. Like you know, we had we had Halo delayed, which we still haven't we haven't got yet, which is which is fine. Hopefully, yeah. it's a, a better game for it. Um, we knew the initi- at the time we knew the initiative were working on something. We've later found out that they're working on a perfect dark game, which is interesting. I was um I was kinda hoping for the initiative that we'd get something new. Then they put this like some new IP, yeah. A new IP because they had like this, you know, this big super crack team that you know half of them they'd stolen from Sony. Um, um, <laughs> so I mean, it's it's going to be like a, a reboot on the series, which is fine. I think it'll be really cool. Um, I, I do love I do yeah. love me some Perfect Dark. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was kind of hoping for something yeah, it's, new there. Which I mean, they have seen, announced yeah. a ton of. Oh, pardon me for interrupting. Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, they have they have announced a ton of things, um, a bunch of big AAA games that are coming. Yeah, we know about Fable, Avowed, Hellblade, um, um, pardon me, Forza Motorsport, of course. Everwild is coming. State of Decay Three, Perfect Dark. So they they have announced a ton of of big games, but that's all they did. They announced them. We have never actually seen them um, yeah, exactly. in action. We have seen no game blame whatsoever, and we have no idea when they are coming. And I've been saying that for for a long time now, that this is what Microsoft is missing and should learn from Sony. They need to lay out their roadmap. Yeah, It's okay to announce a game and say, okay, it's here's a CGI trailer. It will come down the line. You can do that. But at the same time, you have to show another game with gameplay and say, well, that's a 2022 release. Um, and Sony did that when you bought your PlayStation Five back in November when it launched. Yeah, you you were under the impression that this year in 2021 you get uh, Gran Turismo, uh, you get Returnal, you get Ratchet and Clank, and uh, you get Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War Ragnarok. So this was their roadmap. They haven't shown all five games in action, but they have shown Returnal. We have seen gameplay for Ratchet and Clank and Gran Turismo back in the time. 
Yeah, um, obviously, Gran Turismo now got delayed. Stuff happens, and I place a bet that um, God of War will get delayed. It's not a 2021 title, but you have at least yeah, an idea it's, of, it's, it's of when for, for Ragnarok, I, like yeah. to, to release this year. Considering we haven't we haven't seen anything, I think it'll be late 2022. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm excited yeah. for that one. Um, yeah, I, like, me too. Me too. Made, I just finished God of War one. I was like, yes, yes, more. I need to. I need to finish this. Story. I need I'm more like, story. I need more. Give me yeah. more of you know, that story because it is incredible. It is. It is absolutely. But um, my point was that it, that they really. This is what Sony has done. They have at least laid out a little bit of a roadmap. You see, if you invest in our system, you will get these kind of games in the next couple of years. There will be more surprises that we have not announced yet, of course. But here you have seen at least a, a couple of games running on the PlayStation 5 that are coming in the next year. And we have not seen that from Microsoft. And this is really what I'm hoping for them to do at E3. Show us like three to five big bangers that are not Halo. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. With like three to five minute gameplay and give us release targets. They don't have to give a specific release date, but, uh, but at least say, well, uh, I don't know. Here is Fable. This is how it looks. Show three to five minutes of gameplay and then give us it's a fall 2022 title. And even if if you cannot make that title, I've never seen the community be disappointed if a developer comes out and says, okay, we have to delay our game for like five months or whatnot um, uh, to polish it up. That's what the gaming community understands. But not showing anything is, is some is some think Microsoft um, really needs to fix, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah I, th I, th I think especially with with the last couple of years being the way they have with um with yeah, COVID exactly. and everything, it's um yeah, it, it's it's been hard for a lot of game developers to kind of go, well, we 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 wait. This is definitely when we'll be releasing. We've had we've had a lot of delays, which which has been fine, you know. And, and like like you said, for the most part, the the gaming community as a whole has been like, you know, that's cool. It's fine. We understand. Um, I think I think Microsoft's Microsoft's thing is they, they they just don't want to promise something they can't guarantee. That's because I mean there was there was, yeah. there was a fair bit of upset with the, with the, I mean, understand understanding and upset with the the Halo delay because it was quite a significant delay. Um, it was nearly back out like nearly but was nearly a year they pushed it back a year yeah yeah they pushed it back a year um, yeah yeah. I mean, and I think Halo. Halo is too. was special. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, the Halo thing was was really kind of special because um, what they should have done is delay the game without showing it first. Um, then the the outcry wouldn't have been um, As this bad. big. Um, but yeah. they showed the game, um, and then like one week later, or what, what or two weeks later, they they just delay the game, and they should have done that in the first place. They just should have just come out and say, okay, Halo isn't ready. We are going to move it into 2021. Bam, that's it. Nobody would have, have complained about that this much. Of course, there are always trolls and fanboys out there, but it doesn't matter what they show. They will, all, they will always be there. But the general consent would have been, okay, game isn't ready. COVID hit them hard. Let's see what we get next year. Bam, that's it. 
but the the way how they did it um and i know that this is kind of contradicting what i said earlier show us gameplay and then <laughs> maybe delay <laughs> the thing is that it was so close together yeah if you show yeah. now gameplay for a game that is is due to due to come out in 2022 and then like one year later you say okay we have to delay it for another three months that's not a not the same thing yeah and yeah, it, it wasn't like yeah this is supposed to be releasing in a couple of months oh we're delaying it a year it was um a very very interesting circumstance um props to props to three for three though um they've been really good with um their transparency like they've been doing like monthly yeah. monthly updates on yeah. their website they've like got a blog going and they're like giving you like deep dives into how the game's been put together and they're like kind of like um, screenshots and the kind of the thought processes on how how things are working which i think has been really really cool to see um and it's also kind of tidying people over a little bit because you know they, they do have to wait for so long but they, they they're kind of getting an insight into what's happening with development as well instead of it's a delayed year and then just not saying anything at all like you you get that with a lot of games like we need to delay this for so long because we need to polish it but you don't understand what work they're putting into that polish whereas three four three have taken the approach oh, here's what we're doing here's what we're improving here's why we're changing things and yeah. i think that kind of that kind of transparency has been absolutely fantastic to see um yes absolutely love to see more of that game like all those game developers out there that are, that are 100 definitely listening um get on that you know that'd be, that'd yeah. be great we want to we, I, I, developer it's, diaries um, yeah right yeah Absolutely, um, I love them too. Uh, it's it's just the best thing. It because it it gives you as the community member the the feeling of being part of of the, of the journey making the game. Um, and I think nothing nothing um, bonds you more with with the game, connects you more with the game. If you than if you feel to be a, a part of the journey, how this was made. And um, Ninja Theory, for instance, are also very good in doing that. They have those have been, yeah. development diaries on the YouTube channel where they show stuff, how they do stuff. This is just, it's just, yeah, a lot more developers, like you said, should do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, the, the guys at Ninja Theory have been doing a fantastic job of this world. And they're, they're so intensely passionate about that game as well um it's it's really like you really see that come across with that and i think that's that's what makes me kind of love a game just that little bit more it's when you know the developers like genuinely care about the work they're doing um it's always good to see that kind of translated yeah as well which is which is great yeah indeed absolutely speaking of um yeah of things i mean we love you um, do you like freebies and deals, Archimedes? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's um, let's, let's 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 talk about what what's going on in the in the world of gaming, as far as that's concerned. Um. <laughs> so okay. Um. So yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. Um, PlayStation Plus. Yes. This month, uh, fresh games. This month, as of as of uh, basically day of recording, you're welcome. Um, we have um, <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons and Virtual mm -hmm. Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Virtual Fighter, I've never played. Squadrons, I've played and I've, I absolutely loved. I've I've played Squadrons. Um, 
when it was in Game Pass uh, yeah. or came to Game Pass. I, I think it still is. Um, it was my type of game. I, I was maybe it was just my brain, but I was not able to connect to the controls. Um, yeah, I, I've, I I've always heard that felt like, bit. yeah, and it, it, they just these controls broke my brain. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't able to connect to, to that game. But I've on the other hand, I've heard a lot of people really love that game, so it's a, it's a good title to get for PS Plus, definitely. Um, I mean, Sony has been killing it with PS Plus, to be they honest, really over the last have, yeah. Uh, months. Yeah. Um, so many games. I, the big surprise for me was, um, was it last two months ago? Oddworld. Yeah. Uh, Soulstorms. Day one and the PS Plus title. Uh, fantastic deals. Stuff like that. Um, they they have been really, really nailing it um, with with the subscription. I mean, I don't know how much it is in, in uh, Australia, but you can get here a yearly PS Plus subscription if you find a proper deal for like 50 euros, um, which is, yeah, that's it's really a steal. I mean, one one Sony game now costs 80 euros, so <laughs> that's yeah, 30 that's bucks it. less than a, than, than, a, than a Sony game. So I can't even remember um, how much PlayStation Plus is anymore. I um I haven't I haven't got it. I've, I have I have an account that has it. But I can't remember how much. I think it's like eleven or twelve bucks a month. It's it's roughly the same as kind of the the base yeah. Xbox Live for memory. I'm I'm sure someone yeah. will correct me on that later. Um, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's I I mean PlayStation have, have really kind of ramped up because I know with um with Xbox, which we'll, we'll get to in a minute. Um, they they they've kind of slacked off the the free games a little bit. They haven't been as as in, as impressive, whereas Sony's like been putting mm. a lot of like a lot of their like, their yeah. main kind of games out there, which has been really really cool. Like they had, I think, Detroit Being Human, um, four or five months ago. Um, just stuff like that coming out is really really cool. Um, yeah. Again, Control was in there, yeah, yeah. Control was in there as well. Um, I've, I've picked that up as well. Um, yeah, like, lots of good games coming through. I think that's that's where they're kind of making up for the things for um, not having games. Yeah, exactly. Give me all the good free ones. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's have... it's really a different. Uh, pardon me. Uh, continue. No, no, you're okay. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. interrupt no, you. it's it's really a kind of the difference um, uh, in between the two services. Like you mentioned, Xbox Live Gold, um, and that those kind of games. Uh, yeah, Microsoft just just dropped them, um, and and yeah, either make gold a little bit cheaper or give. A, a, or just put out one game, but a good one, and at four, I don't know, but they kind of need to change that. Yeah, I think I think they're in the process of that because I mean they are leaning a lot more on Game Pass as their kind of the big thing. Yeah. I think that's that's where they're kind of pushing people. That's like you know you pay an extra few bucks you get all these games. You know, I think yeah. we'll see, especially now that um, Microsoft has let um, like let all the the free multiplayer games as they should be be able to be played without um xbox live gold i think we'll see a, a massive regression in in gold becoming a thing and it might just kind of fall by the wayside and they just focus purely on game pass as their the subscription and and xbox live gold kind of disappears over the next year or two yeah yeah <laughs> 
I've heard that many times. <laughs> Let me. I, I'm. I'm always torn with with my thoughts on this topic because. Um. Yeah. It kind of seems like that, but then on the other hand, if you look at the the numbers of Xbox Live subscribers, it's insanely high, um, and you don't want to throw that away. Uh, I don't think that they can bring those thirty five to forty million um, Xbox Live subscribers over to Game Pass immediately. So it's just a ton of money that you would leave on the table, and I don't think that this is going to happen unless they really see. Um, that the the numbers of gold subscribers decreases with the increase of of Game Pass subscribers, but this would be the the decrease of Xbox Live subscribers would have been so substantial that I don't see that happening over the next couple of years. To be honest, you reckon? Oh, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens. But I, that that's just kind of my gut feeling on it. To be honest, like mm. I, a couple of years may not be the correct timeline, but yeah, I think they're definitely kind of pushing Game Pass a lot heavier than they are Xbox Live Gold at the moment. Um, yeah, it's sure. Kind of uh, that, that introductory I, surface because you know it's like, oh yeah, get yeah. Xbox Live for a dollar, you know, for, for three months, and they're doing that every like, four to five months. So it's um baiting, well baiting. It's getting a lot of people into their their infrastructure, which I guess is what they want too. Um, because it's kind of that cheaper option to kind of to let people dip their toes into. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Xbox has become Game Pass. Um, Game Pass is that subscription that enables you to play the games wherever you want. Yeah, I mean, it's you can play if you are subscribed to Game Pass. You can play on PC. You can play on the cloud. You can play on your console. It's really Xbox is Game Pass. Uh, and the console itself is just one of the, the the devices that can be used to play Xbox. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's just their thing, and they 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 want to become the Netflix of gaming, and they are on a very good track to do so. Yeah, mm, definitely, definitely. Um, it's always it's always funny. We've seen a lot of a lot of services do that. They'll try to do that lately. Um, Xbox is, is, has probably been the only one that's put a solid footing in that direction so far, which is just good. Absolutely. Because, I mean, yeah. if we if we get to a point where we have with, like, Netflix, where it's, like, Netflix, Hulu, Stan, Disney, you know, there's, like, 30,000 different streaming services, it could become, <laughs> could become a slight struggle on the wallet. Um and you'd be kind of like, and now you're like, oh, do I need this this month? And you kind of switch it out and go, I'm playing this game on this service this month and this game on this service the next month. And it's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a terrifying future to think of. So anyway, on to the rest of PlayStation Plus games. Uh, we have... All right. Uh, for free on PlayStation 5 this month, we have Operation Tango which is a co-op spy adventure game that requires you to get online and use your microphone to communicate with another player to solve your missions and one of you is an agent one of you is a hacker and neither of you can see each other's screens so it's very co-op with strangers it sounds i, I like the premise of this one it sounds interesting it, it sounds interesting i have to be honest i haven't heard of the game um but it sounds like something i have to look into yeah, um, it looks like it could be either very painful or very fun, um, depending on which side of the stick you're on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Our um, PS PSN deal this week is Last of Us 2 for forty two ninety seven, which is nearly 60% off. So if you were looking to get Last of yeah. Us 2, you haven't played it yet because it is a newer game. Um, but I just got the patch, the 60 FPS patch oh, on the PlayStation nice. 5. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there you go. So if, you, if, if you've got a PlayStation Five, you're looking for something to play, and you haven't played it on PlayStation Four, it's um, it's a good way to go. Absolutely, um, I'm actually thinking about a replay now, <laughs> but I'm just so busy. Um, I haven't played two yet. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the story of one, not so much the gameplay mechanics because I come off the back of playing all the Uncharted games in a row. Um, mm -hmm. so I was seeing a lot of those kind of naughty dog mechanics kind of transfer over. And so the gameplay was like, Oh God, here we go again. But the story was that carried me through <laughs> the entire game. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, the I've, writing, seen, I've, the... I've seen a lot of divisiveness yeah. on, on the story of two, but ah. I think there was a one too. It, it, yeah. Um, I mean, I, can't remember a game that was so divisive like last of us 2. uh for a good month um everyone was arguing whether it's masterpiece one of the best games ever made or if it's just a complete mess because they took a very i'm not spoiling anything but a at the very beginning after probably two hours into the game they made a very tough story choice and a lot of people did not like that and I kind of get why, but then on the other hand, it's a Last of Us game. I don't think uh, I expected a a happy ending and a happy story. Uh, it's a <laughs> tough story, <laughs> so I loved it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, great game. Tough. Over on um on Xbox this week, our um our Game Pass pick of the week is. Games that have recently come to the service that are brand shiny new on there. If you're looking for something that you haven't played on there yet, is Maneater. I love this game so much. It was. <laughs> I haven't played it, but oh, everyone who played it recommends that to me. It's a a RPG where f from the perspective of a shark. Um, that's what I understand. Um, so that, that's it, it sounds kind of to know. It is. Oh, <laughs> it's just it, it's it's one of those it's it's one of those games that just does not take itself seriously at all. Um, you see that a lot in like the the writing and how everything kind of works. It's just it's stupid fun. Like you, know, you you have all these weird upgrades you can do, and you just, I I spent most of my time just like beaching myself and thrashing around eating people. And it's it's just so over the top and ridiculous, and it's it's the best thing about that game. Um, like it, it's it's only short. I think it only took me like maybe twelve, fifteen hours to kind of get through. But um, yeah, it's it's hilarious. If you haven't played it yet, I'd, I'd recommend you do because it, it is a, just a good, or just one of those good fun games. Like we we don't see a lot of them anymore. Where the like a lot of games have like very serious stories and um like heavy topics but yeah this is just a game that is fun for the sake of being fun and i, I really appreciate that sometimes it's a nice little palate cleanser yeah i've heard that many times now i i at some point i have to try it uh, i need to see it on my own but there's just so much to play it's always uh, <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> you can't battle. play them all. At some point, you have to admit defeat. <laughs> so you, you just need to take my approach and half play them all. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but then usually when I'm when I'm starting to play and enjoy a game, I just want to know what where the story goes, what what the ending is, uh, what are the mechanics and gameplay stuff that comes later in the game. I I, I usually finish games. Yeah. Over on um games is gold games games is gold games with gold. Wow, hello. I'm um I'm fine. This is fine. Uh, we have uh the king's bird which is an artistic momentum-based game that seamlessly combines precision platforming and physics-based gliding. Never heard of it. Sounds interesting. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of these games with gods. I'm like, what is this game again? Yeah. Um, the other one the other one we have is uh, Shadows Awakening, which is an asymmetric single-player RPG with real-time tactical combat. You can take control of a demon summoned... Hi, why did my page just do that? From the Shadow Realm, the Devourer, to consume the souls of long-dead heroes and embark on an epic adventure with challenging gameplay, a gripping storyline, and enchanting graphics. Um... Well, if you if you phrase something like that, every game sounds good, but... I know, right? Doesn't <laughs> I also never heard of it, and it... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's the the games with gold thing. I might, I, I mean I mean it, it means I'm finding some really cool kind of smaller games that I've, that I've enjoyed playing, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of these games. Like, where did this come from, and why have I haven't why haven't I heard from it before? I think it was, it was the last yeah. month or month before there was like the Llama Apocalypse game. That game is <laughs> stupid. Levels are funny. Running around, destroying llamas with mechs. Great best thing um yeah sometimes i mean there are little uh, hidden gems in there but usually um yeah there's a reason why you haven't heard uh, yeah, from it. some of those games <laughs> yeah over on um deals with gold we have far cry 4 for 10 bucks Oh, definitely worth it, uh, especially oh, yeah. if you are on the next gen consoles. They have the FPS boost. Fantastic. Yeah, Far Cry 4 is um, absolutely great game. They have a lot of the Far Cries on there. Um, if you're looking, especially, I suppose, with with 6 announced now, they're, they're kind of, oh, here's all the old games. But they're all on there. Um, I think um, Far Cry 3 was on there for like five bucks as well. So if you, if you go and look at the store, there's... um. I think most of the Far Cry games there, except for five, five isn't there, um, are on sale at the moment. So if you're looking to, to go back or catch up on ones you hadn't played yet, um, now's, a, now's a pretty good time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Far Cry 3 was my first digital game I bought. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. What made, what made you buy digital? <laughs> I don't. I think it was in, on sale or something, and I was just lazy li lying on my couch, and <laughs> I uh, saw. Ah, well, I've heard a lot of good things about this, and I'm way too lazy to go outside to the store buy the disc. Oh, come, come on, let's give this digital thing a try. And yeah, um, pretty quickly after that, I completely went digital. I haven't you bought a disc. Yeah, I, my last disc I bought in, during the 360 PS3 era. Yeah. Oh, PS4 wow. and Xbox One generation was already completely digital for me. Didn't buy a single disc. 
See, I was, I was a sucker for collector's editions for a very long time, which meant buying the physical copy because the digital collector's editions are just kind of eh. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, 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 stuck, I stuck with physical for a lot longer. Not so much now, but, um, yeah, I, I used to, like, just snap up the collector's editions because they were usually pretty cool, and I like having cool and interesting stuff sitting around my house to gather dust that I now have to maintain and clean all the time. You know, it's, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I moved, I've moved completely away from, from physical purchases. Um, and I'm actually pretty happy with it. Um, it's, I have a lot of space now. I have, that have all my games at the at just uh, one click of a button so i i love it yeah it's um definitely the more convenient way to go um definitely yeah especially especially when you have kids too and they get hold of the discs and he's like no yeah no it's not a frisbee it doesn't go in upside down <laughs> just please stop <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mine are, mine are a little older, so they they have an understanding of like whether they're all playing games themselves. So they understand the kind of the value of the disc, and they need to look after it. Um, but there were there were some times there where you know you'd find I'd find I'd find my favorite game upside down in a DVD player and just scratch to hell and back and yeah. covered in grubby fingerprints. It's like oh no. Don't get me started. My younger, my, my oldest son, when he was three years old, he wanted to. Uh, he has always seen that daddy is putting in a disc somewhere next to the TV, and then he he took um like the Lion King, um his favorite Disney movie. He was like three or four years old. I I can't remember. Uh, and he when when we weren't in the room, and he tried to put it in the TV, and he scratched the entire TV with that damn disc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ruined a whole TV. See, like, you get upset yeah. about a disc, but the whole TV, goddamn, that's um, <laughs> that yeah, upsetting it to is... walk into. It's like, oh no, yeah, I was, I was totally pissed. You know, my seventy-five inch uh, TV <laughs> completely scratched. <laughs> <laughs> I had um I had a similar issue. My my youngest decided to throw a tantrum, and we just bought this new massive TV. You know, we we this we splurged a little bit more than we should have. You know, those kind of purchases. We're like, oh, we'll just we'll spend we'll spend a few hundred more just 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 for the hell of it. We've got the spare cash, and <laughs> within the three days, he had a tantrum and he decided to throw the TV remote. Landed in the middle of the TV and shattered the whole thing. Uh, it's like I love you, but right now you, you're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just something every parent has to go through at some point. Yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, definitely one of the definitely one of the challenges. Like oh. Oh boy, he's gonna you gotta sit down and go right. I can't, I can't. No, just give me a moment. We'll be fine. Just don't talk to me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over on Switch right. this week, we have Team Seventeen sale. I think they had this recently before too. It might have been a few weeks ago. I can't remember. Remind me later. Um. 
But we have titles like My Time at Porsche for 7.49. Um, Neon Abyss yeah, for 13.39. Oh. Um, I haven't yeah. heard Neon Abyss yet. I've heard good things, though. Yeah. Um, it, I ha- I actually own the game. It's in, in my backlog. Uh, a good friend of mine is, is recently has played it. Uh, he was so um, impressed by the game, and um, it it kind of went up the the list. And I'm actually thinking about starting it um, on the Switch um, really soon if I find the time. Yes, classic the classic time thing. Yeah. Always always good. We also um we also happened to read a boy there, 1874. Go and play this game. It, it, it'd be great yeah. on Switch, actually. Fantastic on okay. Switch. Just like, those those little like those little platformers are, are, are great for for portable gaming. It's, it's some of the best. Yeah, stuff. platformers and everything that is played from an isometric uh, f- uh, perspective um, is, is perfect for 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 that console. Yeah, definitely. Our um our last our last freebie for this week is on the Epic Store. And it's Among Us, which was surprising. Oh, yeah! I was like, "Oh, that was fun little game." Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I, I, I've played this for my children, which was a mistake because now they know how good yeah. I am at lying to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I played yeah. it. Uh, yeah, we we started to play Among Us. Um, like. Probably like everyone during during the lockdown, yeah. And yeah, when my friends and I we, we were not able to to meet us, we had always these um, we had our beer evenings uh, <laughs> Friday <laughs> evening, yeah, <laughs> via via Skype. We all came together, drank a beer, and then we started to play Among Us. Um, fun little game, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a good little game. I I've, I tried playing it solo just for the sake of you know experiencing that and it's it's still it's still decent but i don't think it's I, I like a lot of games especially multiplayer obviously it's a lot better with a group of people you know um because you have a lot more fun that way you can joke around and like laugh on comms and stuff um and, and take it a little less seriously but yeah it can be a lot of fun good little good little freebie there absolutely well um that's 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 all we have for this week Archimedes, thank you so much for coming on, and um, thank you so much for having me. Chat. It's, it's, it's been, been a blast, blast man. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. We're we're even using the same terminology. I love that. Blast <laughs> is the best word. Not enough people use it, you know. But, oh, it's been yeah. great. It's been fun. No, it's been a blast. It's 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 <laughs> yeah, much more fun. Um, so for for those, no, thanks for on, having me. That's okay. It's an absolute absolute pleasure. Um. For those who want to find you in and around the internet, where can they, where where can they do so? Yeah, basically everywhere. Um, you can find me under Boxenberger. Yeah, uh, that's. I, I think you will have <laughs> the name somewhere in in yeah, the I'll have, I'll have uh, thumbnail or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically everywhere on PlayStation, Xbox, um, of course on Twitter, and here uh, also on YouTube. Then um, where. I have my YouTube channel. Um, it's it's basically everywhere. Boxenberger. Wonderful, excellent. Well, for those that are listening, yeah. go go check this man out. He's um he's pretty cool. I like him. 
there's a reason I asked him here because he's he's pretty neat. And he does some <laughs> cool stuff. Uh, if Thank you, you would like to um, you'd like to get in touch with the podcast. I mean, if you if you've been listening this long and you haven't figured it out, I mean, what what are you doing? Uh, um, you can find us on Twitter at left underscore pod. You can also find us on Instagram at two left thumbs podcast. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Just search two left thumbs podcast and ignore the one with lots and lots of channel views. Cause apparently there's another two left thumbs out there and they're stealing all of our thunder, which is rude by the way. Um, uh, yeah, you can also find us on all your favorite podcasting, platforms of choice just search two left thumbs and don't forgive if you're on if you're on um if you're on apple drop us a crispy review that would be appreciated let us know what you think of the show ladies and gentlemen that is that is all she wrote for this week i hope you've enjoyed everything um you'll have a fantastic week again archimedes thank you so much for coming on genuine pleasure my dude uh, i hope we get to yeah it's catch been up an i mean it and yeah we keep in touch Thanks. Yeah, definitely. No problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic week, and I will talk at you next time. Bye.